Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in with your host, Brent McGuire. In today's episode, we are going to finish up Mike Trout Appreciation Week. We're going to take a look at his 2019 2020 seasons and take an overall comprehensive look at what he's done in his career. Before diving into today's episode, let's get some housekeeping stuff out of the way. As usual, if you want to contact me, the best way to do so is at brentjmaguire94 at gmail.com. You can find my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Before we finish off this final day of looking back at Mike Trout's career, there was some news uh, today that actually regards Mike Trout. So the Silver Sluggers were announced for each of the leagues. I won't go over every single name. Mike Trout, unsurprisingly, won once again. That is his eighth Silver Slugger of his career. So that's a pretty darn impressive accomplishment. Anthony Rendon finished behind Jose Ramirez, presumably in the uh, third base award. And that's not surprising. Ramirez was one of the best players in all of baseball this year. So Rendon just happened to be playing at a tougher position. So just wanted to pass that along. There aren't many other updates in terms of the Angels right now. We're heading into the weekend. And I would assume that by the time I'm back here next week, we'll probably have another update on the GM search. But as of now, that's basically all to report. So with that being said, Let's dive into Mike Trout's 2019 season. So this was a weird year for the Angels. I think there were a lot of ups and a lot of downs. So we can start with addressing the obvious elephant in the room. This was the year the Angels lost Tyler Skaggs tragically in the middle of the season. They lose the most games of any season in this century. Obviously, things did not go well for the team in terms of their performance and losing one of their prominent players, just tragically, obviously that was really tough to deal with. But from the perspective of Mike Trout, he just kept shrugging along. So you knew he was really onto something early on in the season when he had a stretch where he homers five times in a four game stretch. But we're going to here for you. Oh boy. <laughs> This is first of the season. It is big fly for Mike Trout, six to two Texas. That's out toward right center field. The Shields moving back near the wall. Gone. Big fly for Mike Trout, and the Angels have a two-one lead. That's out to right center field again. At the Shields, not even going to turn, or is he? Gone. Big fly once again for number 27. 3-1 Halos. Here comes the 1-1. That is out to deep left field. Hunter Pence is going to watch this one go. Big fly. 4-0 Angels. Virgil 1. That is drilled out to deep left field. He's done it again. Gone. Big fly for Mike Trout. 6-2 Halos. 
will make that the second time in his career. Trout is homered in four straight games. Fifth homer of the series versus the Rangers, and that was a rocket out of the ballpark. That audio and the following audio, as usual, is courtesy of Major League Baseball. And like I mentioned in yesterday's episode, this was becoming kind of a common theme for Trout. So he did basically the same thing in 2017, does it again in 2019. What was so impressive about this one wasn't the fact that, you know, he obviously homered in four straight games, but he also added another home run in there for good measure. So five home runs, four games. And again, this was a common theme for Trout. He would go on to hit a career high. 45 home runs this season. There was one other highlight I wanted to point out from this 2019 season and it relates to Tyler Skaggs. You know which one I'm talking about. So this was the first game back in Anaheim after Tyler Skaggs had passed away and this was the same game where the Angels would go on to throw a combined no-hitter. Swings the first pitch and drives one. mile an hour two seam fastball lifts and crushes way out unbelievable home run how far that went over 440 feet for trout looking up showing his love so again this was such a cool moment just seeing trout you not just hit this home run but the energy the the enthusiasm the pure emotion that came from hitting this home run and this was just the start of what was going to end up being an incredible night for the Angels throwing that combined no hitter in honor of Tyler Skaggs still to this day is it's going to be one of the best moments in franchise history but as a whole the Angels have a rough season losing so many games more games than they've lost in any season of this century but that was not because of Mike Trout. Mike Trout goes on to win his third AL MVP, despite the fact that he missed a huge chunk of the month of September due to season-ending surgery. And, you know, between that injury and the death of Skaggs, it was quite the whirlwind year for, you know, not just Trout, but for the Angels. But speaking of just from Trout's perspective, this was just an incredible year. He slugs a career high, 45 home runs, 645 slugging percentage. And I think there's a pretty darn good argument to make that if Trout's not hurt the final few weeks, he's probably going to hit 50 home runs and no Angels player has done that. So that was one of the moments that I think Angels fans would have liked to have seen at the end of what was a pretty brutal season for the Angels, just in terms of performance and emotions and all that kind of stuff. So I do feel like Trout missing the final part of the season was kind of like the finishing touches on what was a really just rough season for the organization as a whole. But Trout was still amazing. Wins MVP that year for the third time in his career. And at this point, he's the full-fledged best hitter in all of baseball. Coming up here in a little bit, we're going to take a look at Mike Trout's most recent 2020 season and take a look at the overall comprehensive career of Mike Trout. But first, let me tell you about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the market right now. The new and improved Bilt Bar is even more delicious than it's ever been before. With 18 amazing flavors including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and carrot cake, Bilt Bar is one of the best tasting protein bars out there. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. And 
Most importantly, Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they are great for any kind of diet, including the keto diet. And for a limited time, you can get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. So what are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The offseason is officially here, but that doesn't mean your baseball content has to go away. That's why I'm strongly advising you to go check out the Locked On MLB podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is going on in this upcoming offseason. So it's time to dive into the final and most recent season of Mike Trout's career, his 2020 season. And for obvious reasons, this one's going to be a little bit shorter. We had a shorter season. There are less things to look at, less or I'd say fewer moments. So let's take a look at this. So this is, I would say, one of the more difficult years to evaluate for tons of reasons. You know, this was already an unusual environment for any player this season. It was one of those years I know a lot of people were saying they really weren't sure how to evaluate it coming in. A lot of people feel the same way right after the season has ended, and it's just really hard to comprehend and evaluate what players did. I think to add even more to that, Mike Trout and his wife Jess welcomed their first baby into the world at the beginning of the season. So there were so many different things going on, and there had to have been some sort of complications, you know, in Trout's life. Like, I know there was talk from him, you know, kind of before the season started, if he was even going to play this season. I think most fans, myself included, understood that if Trout did not want to play this season, you know, playing during a pandemic when his child was due, that was totally fair. It's totally justifiable. But Trout ended up playing basically an entire season and he was pretty freaking good. 2.6 wins above replacement in 53 games, hit 17 home runs. It's hard for me to imagine that that was an easy thing for any human being to do. And the fact that Mike Trout was still the best player at various points throughout the season is really just incredible. And he found other ways to improve. And this is something that he's done every single year. So he improved his exit velocity, his hard hit rate, his launch angle. And as a result, he's hitting a ton of home runs. He's kind of carrying over that trend from the 2019 season. So the tricky part about evaluating the season is looking at the rest of Trout's numbers. So if you look at his wins above replacement, you know, and try to prorate that over the entire season to extrapolate those numbers, it would have been the worst figure of any, you know, full or full-ish season of his career. As was, you know, his batting average, we saw major declines in strikeouts, walks, defense. He steals just one base the entire year. So you look at all these things and I think there's just like this small part of you that's just like, okay, he's getting a little bit older. He entered his, you know, age 29 season. Is this a sign of things to come? I don't think so. I think we're dealing with completely unusual circumstances. And for the reasons that I mentioned at the beginning of the segment, this was a a weird year for everybody. And most especially for someone who was dealing with the birth of their first child. That's a lot to go through. And Part of me has to think that that had something to do with it. And I think it's worth reminding fans that this is a small sample. We're talking about, you know, less than half of the season. We did not get like 100-ish games where Trout could have very easily turned things around, improved everything, and he would have ended up having a normal Trout season. 
So I don't want to read too much into it. I think he's just fine. He's still young enough and doing so many different things well, not just well, but near the top of the league that I'm not worried. I'm really not. And, you know, to finish this season on a positive note, I did want to touch on his major milestone home run. So he had his 300th career home run, hitting a milestone mark for several reasons. One, two. This is out toward right field. Going back on his Tucker. He's watching it go. That is gone. Career home run number 300 for Mike Trout. And he sits atop the Angels home run leaderboard all by himself. Congrats to Mike Trout, number 300. What a swing that was. Right center for Trout. So this was probably the coolest moment of the season. The fact that Mike Trout really just cemented his legacy, you know, not just as a player in Angels history, but, you know, baseball history. The fact that he hits this major milestone home run. He takes the franchise lead in the process, passing over Tim Sammons, 299 career home runs with the Angels. Just an awesome moment and really just makes you realize how good Mike Trout is, just how impressive his resume is up to this point. And that kind of leads me into my final point. I kind of want to wrap all of this up in this whole week of looking back at Mike Trout's career and really just put everything together. And I think first and foremost, I think it's hard to overstate just how historic Trout's performance has been. So if we're looking at wins above replacement, he's already at 76, and that's a top 50 figure in baseball history by a position player. This past year, he passed Johnny Bench in wins above replacement, who is one of, if not the best catcher, of all time. Next year, 2021, he's probably going to pass Pete Rose, Roberto Clemente, Brooks Robinson, and Jeff Bagwell. In 2022, probably going to pass Joe DiMaggio, Albert Pujols, and a handful of other guys. He's 29 years old. It's really just important to remind fans how incredible that is. You know, I something that has been talked about a lot in the baseball community is just how consistently great and historic Trout is. And I think that can kind of get lost in the shuffle sometimes because it's not to say that Trout is boring, but when you're doing this year in and year out and there's such consistency, I think it can kind of go under the radar a little bit. I think there are always these articles that pop up. We've even seen it recently where fans, journalists, really the baseball community as a whole tries to find arguments to say player X is better than Mike Trout. And I don't know if I like want to believe that these people think at face value that that's actually true. I think it's just people like to have these arguments over, you know, determining who the best player is in a given sport. In most circumstances, that can change year to year. There's always there are always going to be those arguments, and generally they're valid. But right now, Mike Trout has put up such a dominant stretch for so long that we have seen player after player after player, whether it's Miguel Cabrera, whether it's Bryce Harper, Christian Yelich, Jose Altuve, Aaron Judge, most recently Mookie Betts. Like we see all these guys compared to Mike Trout. I think that says so much about the type of player that Trout is and the fact that he is always at the top of his game and it is very clearly the game's best player. So you look at some more of his statistics. I mean, three-time AL MVP, two-time All-Star Game MVP, eight-time Silver Slugger, eight-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year. It's truly remarkable what he's done. Trout's the 
face of the franchise. He's the face of the Angels, a true cornerstone superstar who's represented the club like in the grandest of fashions. You know, the Angels have never had a bona fide homegrown superstar of this nature. And he has become not just the best player in baseball, like within the span of a decade, but he's on the path to become one of the best players in the history of baseball. It's really important to remind fans that what Trout's doing isn't just incredible. It's uniquely historic. And, you know, with all that being said, you know, the Angels have certainly had their problems since Trout made his way to Anaheim, but he certainly has not been part of that problem. And I want to remind people to really enjoy this, soak it in. Trout is one of the best players of all time, and fans are never going to see something like this again from an Angels player. And to finish all this up, I did want to just do a little rapid fire statistics segment just to kind of reiterate how great, historic, and really just consistent Trout is in every sort of fashion. So I pulled up some numbers, some offensive numbers, and weighted runs created plus is a stat that I use pretty frequently on here. Again, this is a number that tries to contextualize your run scoring environment and basically compare yourself to the league average hitter. So 100 is average, 90 is 10% below average, 110 is 10% above league average, etc., etc. So with that being said, you look at his uh, career weighted runs created plus against right-handed pitching, 177. So he's 77% better uh, than the league average hitter against right-handers. Against lefties, 159. At home, 177. Away, 167. In the first half of the season, 177. In the second half of the season, 166. That's pretty darn consistent against both sides of pitching, on the road, at home, first half, second half. He's always great. But that's not even the more interesting part. I think I love looking at his situation. So like, what kind of situations does Mike Trout excel in? Well, it turns out pretty much all of them. So there's some fun numbers to look at at fan graphs. You can look at, you know, high leverage situations and all that kind of stuff. And I found this to be fascinating. Low leverage situations, a 178 weighted runs created plus. Medium leverage, 165. High leverage, 166. Bases empty, 173. Men on base, 170. Runners in scoring position, 179. So there's no, like, weakness for Trout. You can't, you know, he's not worse on the road. He's not worse against, you know, left-handers. I mean, he's great, consistently great in every sort of situation. And the final one I want to bring up is probably the most obvious one. It's Mike Trout's numbers in the All-Star games. Seven games. 17 at-bats. He has a slash line of 412, 500, 1,000. That is insane. He's got seven hits, two home runs. And this is coming against, you know, not just the best pitchers on the planet, but generally in the All-Star game, you're looking at only the first half. And if you're a guy that has a sub two ERA, a sub two and a half ERA, you are not just one of the best pitchers in baseball that season, but you're also on this remarkably hot start to the season. And Trout is basically producing at these incredible rates. And yes, I know it's a smaller sample and you can make the argument about this being an exhibition game, but nonetheless, it's truly incredible. So just final point, Mike Trout is incredible. He's the best player in baseball. And I just want to remind fans to not take that for granted. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Angels. As a reminder, if you want to contact me, the best way to do so is at Brent J. McGuire. 94 at gmail.com. 
And you can find my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. In terms of what's coming up next, I'll be entirely honest and transparent. I haven't given it a ton of thought beyond this week. If you uh, have been paying attention, there is kind of a big election going on in America this week. So my my mental capacity and bandwidth has been pretty limited beyond uh, kind of my normal, normal activities. So I'm going to kind of look through some things this weekend. I'm probably going to find some new series to do, maybe bring in some sort of engaging, fun activities, but best believe that on Monday I will have some fun Angels coverage for you. So in the meantime, stay safe out there, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk next week about Angels baseball.